Hey youth, what's going on? Welcome to Youth After Dark. We're back again, episode three. It was an amazing night. We just wrapped up Neon Night at Youth. If you're wondering why I look like Big Green, it's because we had Neon it's Night. Nobody was even, thinking that. Not great. even I Neon. Mean, it's, it's as close as I got to Neon. My shoes are Neon. They were actually lighting up when I walked into the auditorium, so that was cool. Um, just wrapped up an amazing night. Neon Night, uh, continuing our Fear of God series. Um, it was amazing. It was actually kind of cool because your sermon tonight kind of was a continuation of what we talked about on the pod last week about identity. Um, yeah, something Liana said last week w- was really, it's like I knew it to be true, but hearing you said, I was like, yes, that is true. You know, it was like affirmation of you're, you're told who you, who you aren't more than you are who you are. And uh, it's just like one of those things in the world. So I, it's funny. I'm still like not, I feel like still not done yeah. The thought not that yet. I have, yeah, I'm not done yet with the the thought I have. I just ended up in Ephesians this week, and I was like, man, this verse is so good on identity yeah. and who we are uh, before Christ and then who we are after Christ. And so uh, I still I want to do, we'll get to Second Peter too, but I want to get to First Peter uh, where, you know, uh, called a, a royal priesthood, a chosen yeah. people, holy set of parts. Royal. Royal. So I, I have I, a tattoo I still wanna, of that. I want to. I, oh, I didn't there. introduce everyone. I thought that was weird, but you know what? YOLO. I just. Um, I was diving straight in. The message was so good. The real to ones right know. The real ones know. Well, welcome to Youth After Dark. My apologies. <laughs> you don't apologies. need to say that again. <laughs> I know. I'm just re-welcoming them. I'm Nick. My <laughs> wife Brooke, Pastor Brian, Leanna, Creative Director, hey. Pete on the side with the sick new stabilizer, <laughs> the with stabilizer. the phone and the timer. We're just we're advancing technology up here. Um, yeah, I oof, identity and talking about it. Man, we do talk about identity enough. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I watched last week's pod, and when I watched it back, I was like, "Okay, that came out wrong." Shots fired. That came out wrong. But it was in the moment, like I was just, I knew what I was trying to say, but it just came across the wrong so way, and funny. I was just like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna text them and be like, "Hey, just to reiterate." It's. I don't think that we don't talk about it enough. But then I'm like, that'd be weird if no, I text you. Just mean, you it's just more you, weird you can't talk about it. Too, it's, it's never too much. Yeah, yeah you can never talk about it. I was. It I, I didn't want to text it, but now I just bring it That's up. That's what the you should have said. <laughs> Identity is something you can never talk too much about. Yeah, like that. which I was yeah, trying to say. Still working on the whole words thing. Um, no, talking about identity tonight. I just want to say that it's actually funny because at one point you were talking about how if you're not careful, like culture will decide your identity for you yes and yes yes when you said that yes. for a split second like i thought about my own life and i was like mm, it's like i was like i don't feel like i really let culture like decide my identity. and then in a split second i was like oh no like no like if i'm not careful it will decide my identity in traps of comparison and thinking that i'll be a better person if i have a nicer car a nicer house if people like me more things like that and just like a split second i just realized and had the revelation of we all struggle with this and if we're not careful and if we're not finding our identity solely in who christ says we are Mm -hmm. then we're going to succumb to find it in all these other materialistic things yeah yeah to uh a lot of it came out i want to be real broad and not specific here because it's a real life uh, scenario but april was talking to this mom uh i really want to be broad here but 
basically they're talking and this mom just rants on and on and on about her accomplishments, where she sends her kids to school, her businesses. And like every week, April sees this mom. And every week, April's like, I'm just I, grinding. Yeah, like, and April was like, I, I can't, I don't want to see this person again. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but no, that's, that's like, that's where she gets her identity from. Yeah. And yeah. So she's only going to talk about yeah, the yeah, success yeah. of her business, yeah. what kind of car she drives, yeah. where her kids go to elementary school, you know, like yeah, all yeah. of those things that define her, you know, that the, her success, quote unquote success, is where she gets her identity from. And so, yeah, that's, where her security is rooted, where also her insecurity is rooted. Yeah. And But I, I was trying to tell people, like, that's the world, though. Yeah. Like, that yeah. when you don't know Jesus, that will be first, foremost, and, and most uh, prevalent and present. But the Christian can very easily get dragged over into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that, uh, that quote, um, your work doesn't value you know, make your worth or validate your worth, I just think it's so significant because we get that so so twisted so often. Yeah. You know, and I know we talked about it last week, but even when, uh, man, what a great song. Is this Katy Perry? Yeah, Last Friday Night. Last Friday Night. I lost my train of thought. Um what was I saying? Oh, You're work. Not careful. Getting, getting, yeah. When, when Joe, when he was talking about the mistress of ministry, I know we met, mentioned it last week. Yeah. But how uh, even you can get your identity in the things that you do for God, the not God lot. Himself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're. I think we'll, one more week. I'm actually gonna have Ennis preach next week. Ooh. Whoa. Ennis gonna preach next week, and then does I, he know? <laughs> I he did text him today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Like, Surprise next week. Surprise. He's like, he's like, when? I'm like, next week. Oh uh, today. Next week. <laughs> today. Today. You got it in so you. I, I, both of you guys always have sermons ready, just in case I get sick. Yeah, that was like on one time me. you said that Sunday morning, and when we had youth <laughs> Sunday night, you're like, you got a sermon ready? I'm not feeling too good. I'm like, what? Had a panic attack, went home. I didn't, Did you preach no, I didn't have to. And you were doing this thing where you thought it was funny, not the time. And I'd be like, so like, am I preaching? You're like, I don't know, gotta be ready. Like we're yeah. at youth, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like sweating, and yeah. then like literally to the point where it's like I got off of stage doing worship, and I'm like, am I preaching? Like I think you thought it was funny, and you're Bro- like, now, yeah. like, why would you do that? Brooke is funny. funny. <laughs> no, it's not. Get, I was sweating. Funny. She'll get so I was like sweating. She can get so worked up, like oh my god, like. I don't want to do this. I don't know, like, you know, what I'm even going to, like, preach about. And then she'll write something and show me. And I'm like, like, what are you talking about? This is great. And then, like, she gets up there and just, like, bragging on her. Obviously, because she's my wife. <laughs> Absolutely natural. I'm like, incredible. Wow. Yeah, incredible. You know what I mean? Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> incredible Nick finds his identity in me. He just yeah. goes, hi, Incredible I'm Nick. Leader. I'm Brooke's wife. Yeah. I mean, husband. Dang it. That would have been funny wife. if I could have so said it. <laughs> Dang it. Um, so tonight we are talking about online Christianity. Wowie. Whoa. I wanted to talk about this because I think it's, uh, I got back on Instagram to promote the UTP, Avi. Shout out to I'd love seeing you on there. FTK. Back off. Um, he doesn't even, he didn't even do yeah, back anything. Off, Nick. He just posted. <laughs> yeah, let me know when you're back on. I'm going to send you some golf memes. Love that. Um, <laughs> well, I did realize too, it was like the, I don't know why I'm holding my, my mic with two hands. You guys see I'm like, like, hello. I feel like I should break out in the song right now. Um, I feel 
I was on social media and I realized, one, I follow way too many politically affiliated accounts. And I'm like, no matter why I hate social media, it's just all negative, horrible news things, the depravity of humanity just in my feed. So I went through and unfollowed like 50 accounts that were all just politically affiliated. And I'm like, oh, actually. Wait, let me check and see if you still follow me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized, too, uh, Instagram really has changed. It's like your feed is just like random Random. stuff now. Yeah. what, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, the suggested stuff. That used to be, like, a thing where it's, like, I have to post it this time because, like, that's when everyone's yeah, on Instagram. It doesn't even, like it doesn't even matter now. They say you should literally just post as much as you can now, basically. Yeah, it's volume. So it's quantity over so quality is what they're saying. Well, because if someone wants more of your stuff, if you have more posts, they'll get them. So it's, like, the algorithm really treats you to the things that you linger on. So... More. Oh, yeah. did we well, get on this? Yeah. They just gave us a synopsis of social media. They definitely right didn't now. hear it. Anyway. No, but it was good. <laughs> well, well, that was for our ears only. Uh, yeah, secret. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk. Uh, but I also noticed, too, like how influenced people are from Christianity online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can it be helpful? Can it be harmful? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it do in your spirit? And so, yeah, I just want to have a conversation about it. Cool. Yeah, I, you know, just kind of thinking about online Christianity and things like that. There were a few questions that we put together for you that I tried to think of, like, being on the other side, whether it's you're a new Christian, whether you're a Christian, and given the past few years, you've started to linger more towards online Christianity, online church, things like that. Um, What would you say to Christians who prefer online church services, and do you think that we need to attend in person? No, <laughs> that's what I would say. No, I'm kidding. No, but seriously, be in church. Um, no, I think it can be, it should not supplement and shouldn't take the place of being plugged into a local church in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's a, a screen, a facade, something. Your online self is, I don't believe, your true self. Yeah. I think it's the image that you you project. Did you guys see that SNL uh, skit with Miles Teller with the "Be Real" social media? Did any of you guys see that? It was ba- it was basically like a social media. It's a it's a spoof, obviously. Yeah. Did you yeah. see this, Lana? And it's be real, so it's got to be new. So I probably haven't seen it yet. So it's no, it's not real. It's SNL. It was an SNL short with Miles Teller, and it was basically a, a, a making fun of a social media app that was be real. And every day at a certain time, when you get notified, you just have to take the picture of what you're doing in the moment. So there's no more highlight reel. There's no no more well, show your best, hide your rest. But it's in the middle of him robbing a bank. No. And he finds out about it, and he kind of takes a, a you know a picture of himself like robbing a bank, and he ends up in jail. Anyway, pretty oh funny. my gosh, I just watched a TikTok from these Australian guys like a night ago, and it was that was the plot of it of the TikTok that I was watching. It was probably they probably got it from this. Yeah, yeah, I just stole yeah. it. Because these Australian guys are pretty funny. It was probably um, funny at all shows. Speaking of Miles Teller, you met Miles Teller. I did meet Miles Teller. That, that, so that was before funny. he was even like. That was before did you he was post about Top it? Gun guy. <laughs> that was before Top Gun, but it was after Whiplash. Well, it was after Whiplash. Yeah, I don't know what Whiplash. Whiplash. Is, but I was. Uh, it was a quick story. I was walking on the beach. I think was I with you guys? Yeah, you weren't with us. me. I think you were with Suze. Suze. I was with yeah. Suze. And I was walking onto the beach, and as I'm walking on, I see this guy talking to a dude who looks just like Miles Teller. Yeah. 
and I say to Suze loudly because I think it's him. Yeah. I'm like, man, that guy looks like Miles Teller. And I say it pretty loudly. Yeah. And uh, his sister's there. And she's like, yeah, that's because it is Miles Teller. I'm dying. And I'm like, yo! <laughs> no, no, I just no. say what's up. And uh, yeah, that's but that, that that's, was it. I, that's one of my favorite stories. Just so casual. All right, it looks like Miles Teller. It's because it is. Oh, okay, what's up, dude? <laughs> just keep keep it moving. That that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's like super famous now. No, yeah, but to get back to that, I, I think, like I said, it it shouldn't replace. Yeah. It shouldn't, um, am I using the right word, supplement? or or? It can supplement. It can supplement, yeah. but it can't replace. Yes. It can't be... Um, can't sustain. It can't sustain, and I, I biblically, I just don't think uh, original intent within Scripture is Paul's going. Like, if you look at the early church, church in Acts, which I'm not saying that's all of Acts is prescriptive for us believers today, because like, if it is, then like, they sold everything they had and like lived together in, in communes, basically. So if you want to like actually live out the Book of Acts. Uh, pers- you know, in a prescriptive way. Wild. Wild, good luck. Um, but I don't believe it is prescriptive. I believe it is more uh, a lot of narrative in there. I do believe some of it is prescriptive for us believers today. Yeah. Um, that's saying all that uh, to say that I do believe uh, the Apostle Paul, through the influence of the Holy Spirit, is writing. And I do believe he wrote Hebrews also. I know that's hotly debated, but I do believe the Apostle Paul wrote Hebrews. I think it's very Pauline in, in, in theology. Uh, and specific to that, Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews um, who could who could write to them. But when he says, don't forsake the gathering together of the saints, yeah. I do believe uh, within Christian orthodoxy, historic Christian belief, meeting on Sunday is what the people of God do in person. I don't think that the Internet changes that. I don't think a pandemic changes that. Yeah. When you look back throughout uh, Christian history, I got into it with somebody about this once, when the plagues were rolling through Rome, it was the Christians who went outside of the wall to pray for the sick, to share the good news. Mm-hmm. They were in it. They didn't retreat into yeah. their houses. They went out into it where the where the disease and sickness was. And I'm not saying that, that you should do that, but that's just historically what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, I don't believe that uh, online, quote-unquote, online church is actual church. Yeah. Um, I can speak specifically to our church. We stream our services, and we stream that as a starting point. Yeah. Hey, you want to get a, a feel and a look, or maybe you're away on vacation. Maybe you are sick, and you can't make it out to church, or you're in the hospital. You can still, you know, experience service and hear the message and, you know, uh, in, in a way be a part of the community. But if you're healthy and able, um, let that be a starting point for you, yeah. not a routine life that you have. And so... I'll say this too, and we're gonna get into it. Nah, you can ask your next question. Actually, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna jump ahead here. I was gonna say, do you guys have anything you wanna add? That was brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I agree. I think that even when we're on vacation and we're like watching church online, I can't imagine that being my only source of being in church because of the community and yeah, the fellowship I that I that. find when I'm in here. Um, but the second question was. This is actually a, a two-part question. So I'll, I'll give you the first part first, and then we'll dive into the second one. The Christian, presi- yeah, the Christian presence on social media is more popular than ever. We have podcasts, sermons, clips of pastors and preachers on our feeds daily. Should we have boundaries with these videos and how we choose to let them impact our lives? 
Great, great, great question. Me and Liana were actually talking about this last week. Uh, she asked me about Christian prophets online. Oof. Now, full disclosure. Yeah. Sometimes I get on YouTube and I just watch. I just watch the craziest of crazies of Christian. Pro- now, I'm not saying you should do that. But, it, you know, when I hear about, you know, dispensationalism and, and Israel and blood moons, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is more entertaining than anything. Let me just say that. But I do think you need to guard against it. Um, and it goes back to, and Ed's teaching on this at Youth U next week, so I encourage you to be out at Youth U, but Ed is doing a series on the church. And I think when you think the church is just fellowship, you have such a shallow understanding of what the church is, mm. what the ecclesia is, yeah. which I was actually, uh, no, we won't get into that. But, but the New Testament standard for the local church is so much more than just fellowship. Mm. Yes, it is the ecclesia, the gathering of the call, call that ones, but there's structure to it. There's accountability to it. There's roles and functions to it. Yeah. There's gifting to it. Um, there's discipline to it. So there's all of these things within the body of the local church that I think people either just read right over or they just have an imbalanced hermeneutic or imbalanced uh, understanding of the New Testament church where they're yeah. like, no, it's all about just spiritual gifting and getting in the presence of God, which, yes, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm not diminishing that, but have a balanced understanding of what the local church is. Yeah. And the local church does not just function with watching a church service mm. that's not belonging to a local church in the New Testament. Mm. Belonging to the local church is being in, yes, in the community of believers, but that community of believers has structure, has accountability, has um, roles and functions in it. And so, I, I, like I said, I think we can kind of get lost in that when you just think, oh, church is fellowship and church is me hanging out with you five. That's not it. Yeah. That's not what the New Testament standard of church is. Yeah. And so I think there's there's a couple of things here. There's a lot I want to get into about this because, like, Christian criticism online is a plague. Yeah. A plague yeah. on, I think, believers. And I think a lot of it comes out of a real pure intention. We'll get to Second Peter 2 in a second. But when you think, and this kills me, well, the Apostle Paul called out people. Are you insane? <laughs> Do you think you're the Apostle Paul? Do you have a view of yourself that you wrote two-thirds <laughs> of the New Testament? Also, the churches that Paul is writing to, he helped plant. Yeah. Okay, so you just criticizing some pastor online because you disagree with their theology or whatever. Yeah. Like, what are, what are we talking about? You are not the Apostle Paul. <laughs> I, that is for somebody Listening right now. You won't even attend crew when you think you're the apostle. No, I'm kidding. kidding. No, but I I really think you need to guard against Christian criticism online. Um, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, but we're going to get here too because I do think, like I was talking to Liana yesterday, you have these prophets online and you saw it huge in 2020 in the election, which all these prophecies and prophets that just did not come to pass. And so I'm guessing it wasn't from the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) I told you not to buy that water. I Um, I donated to the profit box. Okay. (laughs) But I do think it is something, you know, like I, I, when I was on uh, Instagram, I would see like preaching clips from other pastors and things like that. I loved it. I was like, Oh sweet. That's encouraging. That's a good word. Hey, that's a good reminder for the day. Um, 
but but allowing that to just be that and and I think one of the things that I saw is take a huge mega church out in let's say North Carolina and uh <laughs> and they have a huge online presence right and you 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 see the clips and you see it and it bothers you something something they say whatever that you don't like or you don't like uh, a lot of the times it's not only what they're saying it's what they're not saying mm. and that's when you can kind of tell you're really drifting into a critical spirit when you're like you're not even mad about what's being said you're getting mad about what's not being said mm-hmm. and then you're putting yourself in the context of 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 their church community when you're 5000 miles away anyway um but making sure that you're not taking their church and say, thinking, oh, well, this is my church. Mm. You, we, we tend to do that where we conflate a church thousands and thousands of miles away that, yeah, their auditorium may look like ours. Yeah, their worship and lights may look like ours. But that, that does not mean that our church leadership, our church doctrine, our, our, our church function is the same as theirs. And I've had conversations like that where I'm thinking, what, you're just conflating a completely different church and accusations that you see online you're bringing here where that is irrelevant to what we do, what we believe, what we preach, what, what we you know talk about. And so I think you really have to protect against that to be like, yes, it's great if it's a tool, if it stirs your affections for Jesus, if, if, it, if it's good just teaching midweek for you that you enjoy 100%. But to understand like, hey, you're plugged into a local church with a unique heart, vision, um, and doctrine, you know, that flows out of our uh, lead pastor, Pastor Jesse, you're not in that church, if that makes yeah. sense. That's really good. Um, one of the the questions that I want to get your opinion on is in Second Peter 2, it, it talks about false teachers, and let's just say a youth student, maybe a new Christian or maybe a high capacity student that's, you know, thinking about becoming a leader who they're seeing Christian preachers on TikTok. Obviously they talk about false teachers in the Bible. How do you discern or how do you distinguish the difference between those videos that you see where, you know, it's people genuinely preaching the gospel and those who are preaching to glorify their own name, glorify themselves Maybe it's push an agenda, political opinion, things like that. Like, how do we how do we discern that? That's great. Let me just read you Second Peter two real quick. Cause that's actually a really good. Uh, it's a good chunk of scripture here. It says verse one, but there was also false prophets among them, the, uh, among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They were secretly introduced destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them bringing them swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disruptive. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Verse 4, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought floods on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them example of what is going to be for the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of lawless for the righteous man living among them, day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly 
the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise authority. I just want to keep reading it because it's such an intense verse and so good. I love this next this next verse here. It says, "Bold and arrogant, they're not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings." What a what a what a verse! That's a bar. <laughs> I say, so I say all this. That was a lot, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> they're heaping insults on celestial beings. Um, how do we how do we tease that out? What do we do about that? Yeah. So what what is if? False prophets are true. False teachers are true. And it is biblical. Jesus warns of, uh, you know, she, uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Um, that there are false teachers. They're all about themselves. They're all about, you know, getting rich. They're all about, you know, ungodliness. Yeah, they, they, they preach a form of godliness but deny its power, uh, meaning it's all just a facade but no real substance to it. How do we deal with that? As believers, one, I think it is relational. I think that's the number one key. I I don't know if it's helpful you going on a 15-tile story railing against some preacher pastor. It was interesting. I know there's a a Christian critic online. He's pretty well-known. Um, anytime he's posting or saying something about it, he reaches out to that the the pastor or that person. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah. we don't. I'm not going to say his name, but but he does that out of just respect of being like, hey, this is. I'm going to say this. Do you have any response? Am I off the mark here? I know John Piper did that. He wrote a book, uh, The Future of Justification: A Response to N.T. Wright. And he writes a theologian like he legitimately and he sent him a copy of the manuscript. And in his forward, he's like, oh, hey, here's what he responded with. Here's some clarifying points. Here's where I was a little, yeah. you know, reading it the wrong way. I say all that to be like it. it all right. got to be careful. Here. Wait, I just have to ask. I don't does, say any names. Does this particular <laughs> person you're talking about maybe post about certain articles of clothing that are worn by said. No, Pastors. different account. Okay, oh, different account. No, it's not. But, no, I mean, I'm not going to figure that one out. Uh, sorry, I lo- I'm losing my train of thought here. One sec. Um, reel it in. Reel it in. Uh, I, you're contextualizing somebody to like a, uh, uh, I often wonder when you criticize somebody, when we, cr- when we criticize them, there's a pastor you don't like, and you're like, uh, how many sermons did you actually listen to by him? It's a good thing to ask yourself because yeah, I know a lot of critics to a lot of big mega church pastors who listen to a highlight reel or a, a critical Christian online who they've never read any of their books. They never listen to any of their sermons. It's all secondhand thing. It's all sermon clips that are five, five minutes long in an hour and a half sermon where they're going, hey, this is what this person believes. This is the mark of their ministry and I need to let them know it. And if I just were like real like, humbly say to you like you going off on social media on this person you know 11th grade 12th grader i just don't know if you're that's you're you're the best person to yeah you are you tracking with me here yeah 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 a 40 year old man who's spent 20 years in ministry um who has faithful men around him who's been trained theologically I don't think a tenth grader should be should be writing uh, stories and posts to them. 
Yeah. So are you saying there is a difference between labeling someone as a false teacher versus maybe someone that had a poorly worded statement in a sermon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I think there's, and like I said, and this is just, you know, it's my bubble. It's, It's just my experience here. My experience with a lot of this is, hey, I'm th- someone just dogging a pastor in front of me, which I'm like, you want to be real careful when you start throwing stones at a man of God. The Bible is very clear about that. Yeah. Um, remember what happened to the guy who killed Saul? Oh, you killed the Lord's anointed one. It doesn't end well for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so be very ca- careful with that. And again, I'm not saying there's not false teachers. That's not the, the point here. The point is that have humility. Yeah. The point is, is, hey, maybe as a middle school and high schooler, you don't know it all. Whoa. I know whoa, that whoa, I know whoa. that's shocking to say, but I I felt more confident knowing biblical Christian theology when I was in twelfth grade than I do now. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe take a beat. Maybe learn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe continue to study scripture. Continue to develop and and grow before you start picking up your your righteous theological stones and slugging other people online. And again, the effectiveness of that. I don't know how effective it is. And again, that doesn't mean there's not false teachers. That doesn't mean that there's not false prophets. I think the point of it is is online might not be the best forum for you as a middle schooler or high schooler to get in raging debates theologically with other people online. I think it's, it's ineffective, and I think it hurts Christianity as a whole more than it does help. I think usually relationships um, uh, is the best way to correct false teaching and doctrine. I, just like I think in anything in life, when you're calling out sin in somebody's life, it's best through relationship, not just some rando coming up to you being like, hey, you stuffed up here. Let me tell you X, Y, and Z why you're wrong. Usually that's not well received. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, but again, I'm not like, I don't want to demonize uh, Christian culture online. I, I do think there's a place for it. I think it's okay if you read a scripture that you like mm-hmm. in the morning, post it. I think if you, you hear a sermon clip that you like, repost it. I think it, I think having a presence online is 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 fine and dandy and good. Yeah. But I think watching yourself drifting into just critical, mm-hmm. cynical, I, I'd say more cynical Christianity is, yeah. isn't a place you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. The internet is not a place of grace. The internet's a wild place. The internet is absolutely wild. Wild. I know, like, in my experience, too, probably the most critical my spirit has ever been was during the COVID season where, like, people would be posting, and it's like you're not seeing people face-to-face. And it was a time period where people became their social media to me. So whatever you're posting, I started to equate it with that's who you are. And if it didn't sit right with me, suddenly I would think I had an issue with individuals. But when I would see them again in person, I'm like, oh, no, I love them. Like, they're great, you know. And it was a real, like, important lesson for me to learn of, like, it's just, that's just, like, face value stuff. My vision of social media has changed so much throughout the last, like, five, ten years where, like, I used to feel like you needed to be authentic and, like, do all this stuff. But it's, like all of that is just not real. And I'm like, social media is a tool. Mm. It's just a tool. And like, you don't see the real me on there. I'll show you some stuff, sure. 
I might give you authentic pieces, sure. But, like, if you really want to know me, you'll have to, like, pick up the phone. We're going to have to talk. We're going to hang out. Like, you're, you're not going to know me just from seeing stuff that I put online. Yeah. And I'm not going to know someone so, else. So, real quick, way. that is amazing. Now, do that with the celebrity pastor that you keep criticizing exactly. yeah. and insulting, and you think so that true. their yep. life is wrapped up in a five-minute sermon clip that yeah. you saw. 100%. That's unbelievable. Great wisdom. So true. So I, I do want to ask really quickly, what is your opinion? What do you think about Christians who maybe post their beliefs, post their opinions, and, you know, the idea that it might ruffle some feathers, yeah, people might get offended. Controversial topics. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we're out of time. But I, I want to get to this next week because I actually do want to explain this because my view has actually changed and shifted over the past few years. Yeah. I think uh, – I do think there's a lot to, to untangle here when it comes to the kingdom of God, what it is, the gospel, what Christians are called to, what our role and responsibility is in society and culture, and do they intertwine, and what is the biblical overarching uh, belief of of followers of Yahweh, even yeah. going back to the Old Testament and New Testament, because I think there is a, a, a standard and a and, and a redemptive strategy in which God works in his people on planet Earth, this is a long answer for something that I'm answering next <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, I'm like, wait, this isn't the answer? Okay, sounds good. Building suspense for next week. Yes, but I'm excited to tackle it. I'm not on social media, and I don't post controversial things, but we'll talk about it next, next week. Next week is the day before my birthday, so if you guys want to get me something. Big week. Big week. Nick, what are you going to get, bro? <laughs> um, the way you said that. I actually was going to get her a cool <laughs> new pair of shoes, but we actually just, she bought a, a new diaper bag. Sick. Because my other one got <laughs> our, our birthday. No, our, my other, other one, one got, got stolen. stolen. Yeah. So she actually bought, it's the same <laughs> one, but it's like the newer version of it, and it's a different color. Right, so I'm like, oh, it's going to be this, cool. But if you I'm guys just, it's, it's a cool get a present. cake, I don't know. It's up to you. It's not a big deal. It's, I mean, I don't know. it's just my 29th. If you guys don't get me Amish Park then, I don't know. It's up to you. It's not a big deal. It would be real. like four days old. Seriously, don't even make a big deal on my birthday for real, for real, for real, for real. Seriously, guys, even if you don't remember it. Don't even get balloons and streaming. It's not a big deal, seriously. Wrap it up, wrap it up. All right, well, youth, that's going to do it for us. Youth After Dark, we love you. We will see you here Sunday, church, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and we'll see you back here next week for youth and next Thursday for the next episode of Youth After Dark. We love you. Be blessed. Peace.
Hey church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at seven o'clock. It's from seven to 8.30 and we really wanna cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a, a good week at school or a bad week at school where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave change, empowered and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Mullica Hill campus. We would love to see them out.